Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, I hope you were able to listen to the uh, last 15 minutes of the show. Chris Maloney of Law & Order, the big star, realized that he made a mistake Saturday night when he was out <laughs> at dinner. I came over to introduce myself with my daughters in tow, big fans of Law & Order, and felt like Chris kind of blew me off. And he felt bad about it. And he called in, and uh, everything's good now. He's going to let me know where he's going to be at dinner every Saturday night, and I'll try to bring my daughters there so uh, we can make it uh, at least seem like we're good buddies now. Yes, Paul? His one criticism of you is that you should have came in hotter, came in like, hey, Chris, what's up? Instead of like, kind of like, hey, you know, I'm Dan Patrick, sportscaster. He suggested mm. you, you would have come a little more forcefully. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to come in too, too hot. Confidence, Dan. Confidence. I know. Come on. But I had to have confidence to walk over there in the first place. Mm. And I waited till he was done with dinner. But when he gave me, when I said, hey, Dan Patrick, sportscaster, and he goes, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I knew I was in trouble. I was like, oh, boy. And then I just started babbling. And, uh, but uh, Chris, kind enough to. uh, You're not good at basketball, by the way. Yeah, I know. I did say that. (laughs) I, did. I, I, I was desperate. It's the best. Yeah, I know. But uh, he did call in. He realized that he made a mistake. You know, celebrity on celebrity crime right there. And embarrassed me in front of my daughters. And no, it didn't bother me for the next 48 hours. <laughs> yes. And, and the fact that he discussed it with his wife later, that uh, maybe it was a little awkward. Yes, Eden. Do you feel like next time maybe you'll play it more cool? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's really the lesson that should be taken from this. You but, just, you just got to be more confident and be, and be more cool. Yeah, but I'm not cool and I'm not confident. I know. That's why you got to work on those things. <laughs> so the next time, he, Chris! Chrissy! <laughs> no, that's not going to work. No. No, I was just trying to do it in kind of a grown-up manner. Like, you know, be respectful. Hi, Chris. Dan Patrick, sportscaster. sportscaster. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I went, damn. And my daughters are right there with me. Right over my shoulder. No, I do know him. Uh, girls, I know him. You just He doesn't know that I know him. 
All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Jim Beheim will join us coming up. The former Syracuse head coach. I want to know when he retired. Because it felt like he wasn't retired even when we thought he was retired. I don't know if he wanted to retire. But it felt like when he said, well, you're going to have to ask you know, school officials. And they're like, ah, we'd like to introduce our new head coach, Adrian Autry. Yes, Mark. Should we ask him if he can just get his team together just one more time and play like Georgetown or St. John's at the Garden? His last game should not have been in Greensboro against Wake Forest. Your next great movie is right here, Puss in Boots. The Last Wish is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oscar nominated, streaming on Peacock. And that's one impressive cat. By the way, the Raiders, they got Jimmy Garoppolo, and they just picked up a wide receiver from the Patriots. Jacoby Myers, three-year deal. So Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Myers. All right. Jimmy, Jimmy's got some weapons there. All he does is win. Yeah, Paul. Doesn't Jacoby Myers seem like the perfect second receiver? Like he shouldn't be the guy who has to catch all the balls. Like it felt like he had to do too much. But with Devontae Adams, love that guy. No, it sounds like a, like a personal injury law firm. And you can let Jacoby and Myers represent you. <laughs> We will get top dollar for you. We know because we ride. Jacoby and Myers. <laughs> Jacoby and Myers. And he's already scored a touchdown for them, too, which is nice. Oh, too soon with that. Where does that rank worst plays in the history of the NFL? Mm. The, the famed, infamous lateral yeah. that Chandler Jones took back. When he stiff our Mac Jones. Oh, my God. Tough to come back from. <laughs> Or he's being blessed. <laughs> he was. I, I'm going to anoint you. You've been healed. You, you've, been, you've been saved. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, the, the Mac Jones, uh, you know, stiff arm kind of saves Jacoby Myers. Yes, a little, a bit, little bit. Not only does he make one of the worst plays in the history of the NFL, he gets absolutely trucked right after throwing <laughs> the ball and gets sent end over end. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and it felt like, like I forgot that it was Jacoby Myers who threw the lateral back to Mac Jones. Because I just remember Chandler Jones trying to squish Mac Jones there. It was, you know, he's like petting a puppy. Like, oh, nice. Lie down. Yeah, Paul. I think we had Marcus Spears on, and you said it would have been worse if he didn't try to make the tackle. He goes, no, it wouldn't. It would have been better if he didn't try to make the tackle. Long term. Yeah. Well, that's where you just go in a fetal position. But it was too, it was too quick. Where Jones got it, and then all of a sudden, Mac's right there. And it's... Uh, it, it's like when uh, Van Gundy was grabbing Alonzo Mourning when they had the uh, the Knicks in the Heat fight, and you're just holding on like, Jeff, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to stop this altercation here. All righty. Uh, poll question for hour two is what, Seton? Oh, man, what a day. I'm trying to come up with one off of the Chris Maloney. Oh! Uh, sorry, Maloney interview. Maloney. Yeah. Uh, we still have, uh, if you were the Jets, you would sign Aaron Rodgers yeah. or Lamar Jackson. It's yeah. 72% now, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I would too. Because I know I get him for a longer period of time. Not as good a quarterback, but I, I have a chance to build things around him. Or, you know, he can help accentuate what we already have. Aaron Rodgers, we know, can you know, still play at a very high level. But I don't know how long he wants to play. And I think we find out today. I think I think when he goes on McAfee is where he you know says, "Hey, here's the deal." You know, Alan Lazard and the Jets are working on a deal, 
And so he could be going there. Nathaniel Hackett, who was with Rodgers in Green Bay. Trey Wingo, former ESPN uh, sportscaster, has already said that uh, the deal is done. Rodgers is going to the Jets. And so I'll uh, take Trey at his word there that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. Uh, let's see. A couple other things. The uh, Paulie is a quarterback's quiz off of uh, Aaron Rodgers. This is based off last hour we had a caller who said that Aaron Rodgers is drastically overrated and overhyped. Okay. You know, no He's matter, overcovered. Yeah. No matter what you think about him, like he hasn't won in a while, but there's a lot of quarterbacks who haven't won at all. His stats all time are really silly. I mean, they're even better than Tom Brady's stats, the regular season stats. Okay. Um, how many quarterbacks all time have at least 300 touchdown passes career and fewer than 125 interceptions? So that's a really high-end touchdown-interception radio. Above 300 touchdown passes, fewer than 125 picks. One. Two. One of them's Russell Wilson. 308 touchdowns, only 98 picks. Mm. Aaron Rodgers has 475 touchdown passes and only 105 picks. Yeah, It's not even close. Yeah. His average season, he averaged like six interceptions and 40 touchdowns. But what happens when they get to the postseason? I know he's won a Super Bowl. It's difficult to win a Super Bowl. Hasn't won a Super Bowl in over a decade. But he's had home field advantage. He's been there for conference title games. 11-10 and 10 record in the playoffs. 45 touchdowns, 13 picks. Yeah. And hasn't had a lot of... I mean, it's one of those things. If he had won his Super Bowl... In his last five years, instead of his first five, it would be treated differently, don't you think? A lot differently? Yeah. Yeah. John Elway's first 10 is like Aaron Rodgers' last 10. Yeah. Success-wise. Yeah. Yeah, see. He's the most talented quarterback to ever play the yeah. game. But what else would we expect? But you know what? Those numbers are great, but you still only got one ring. I know. Drew Brees has one. Yeah. Peyton really has one. You know, there, there's guys who have one who are really good quarterback. You know, Brett Favre has one. Would you rather have Eli Manning's career or Aaron Rodgers' career? Aaron Rodgers. It's a quick answer, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Eli won two Super Bowls, um, had a couple of big plays. Defense won one of those Super Bowls, you know, roughing up Brady. Would you rather have Dan Marino's career or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers for me. Yeah, me too. That's, what are you doing that to Dan for? Oh, You're lashing out again. No, I, I'm not lashing out. Paulie brought it up. You're, you just lashed out at Dan Marino yeah, for no maybe reason. Maybe I did, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I'm friends with Dan. It's kind of like, would you rather be an overachiever or an underachiever? Mm. What else do we have? Anything else? <laughs> All right, how about a, a, a question off Chris Maloney, the actor from Law & Order. Mm. Would you rather have his career, a long-time TV career, and I bet, you know, there's just residual checks floating around his house all yeah. over, like piles. Yes. Or like a good movie actor. But like, who would be good? Like, Who's the guy doing a, not so smart? Ooh. Who's that guy in the Verizon commercials? Paul Giamatti. Oh, why? Dude, no, why? <laughs> no, no. Not oh, so smart. Oh, when he does uh, Einstein. <laughs> Einstein. <Yeah. laughs> What's happening there? Uh, no. Paul Giamatti's getting paid. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, but still. What, Marv? <laughs> what? Uh, to Paulie's uh, question, Chris Maloney or John C. Riley? Okay. John C. Riley considered a very good movie actor, rarely the star of his movies, but a pure movie guy. He hasn't done much TV. He's an actor's actor. Chris Maloney's been on TV for 20 years. 
and chose to leave Law and Order and then come back yeah. with his own show. Yeah, he left by choice. Yeah. Uh, well, since Chris Maloney is a new best friend of mine, I would <laughs> I would say Chris because he's he's my guy. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Picking your friends, I, I he's my guy. Chris <laughs> Chris Maloney is my buddy. Can't wait to see him at dinner next time. <laughs> Uh, we'll get phone calls coming up. <laughs> Jim Beheim. What kind of mood do you think Jim Beheim's going to be in? Does he give me? Does he give me one of those today? I think it might get a little prickly. Yes. Yes. I think so. Yes, Todd. He's got to be prepared to wrestle with you a little bit. He, he knows there's some questions coming that are less than comfortable to answer. Well, he can now talk. He, you know, now it's over. He can talk, say whatever he needs to say. He's officially a free agent at this point. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go to another job. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's like Mike Bray at Notre Dame has said. Hey, I'm not retiring. It feels like Notre Dame is going to bring in a new coach, but it feels like Mike Bray still wants to coach. He was there a long time. Yes, a sneaky long time. Yes, he. Yes, was he there longer than Digger Phelps was there at Notre Dame? Because it feels like Mike was there a long, long time. I got Mike Bray. Jeez. Seems right. I think he got there in 2000. That's like 22 seasons. Yeah. Huh. How long was Digger Phelps at Notre Dame? I think nine, but I got checked. Seven. Uh, I have him at Notre Dame. Digger was 71 to 91. Oh, that long. Okay. Yeah, so about, about 20 years for him and a little over 20 years for Mike Bray. Man, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, Philip in Florida joins us. Hi, Phil. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning. Um, first off, I just wanted to say that I'm a proud member of the Invalid Club. I found your show in 2020, and uh, I was laid up in the hospital and started listening then. So I always appreciate the joy that you and the guys bring every day. Um, secondly, I was able to order some moonshine this time, and uh, my wife and I can't wait to try it when it comes in. Good. And lastly... I hope you and the Danettes have a great week free of awkward celebrity encounters. Thank you, Thanks, Phil. Man. That's Philip. Getting the moonshine, tailgate moonshine. And uh, once again, the Invalid Fan Club is uh, a very powerful fan club here on the program. How many times would we hear that? You know, I was laid up with knee surgery and I found your show. Broke my arm and I uh, couldn't change the channel and I found your show. I'm like, all right. The official show, hip replacement. <laughs> You're really down for the count with that one. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Very loyal. I know that, you know, you're locked in every morning for three hours. Yeah, Seaton. I'm just saying, if uh, Peacock knows what they're doing, they're going to move Chris Maloney to right after us, and then it'll go Dan Patrick right into 17 straight hours of Law & Order. I can't. You'd get people locked in mm. for hours and hours and hours. Okay. Yep. They should start teaming us up. Okay. Don't want to pit us against each other. No, no, same team. Yeah. A crossover event. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday's crossover event. I wonder if we could do that. Law and order fire. Where Chris order somehow police. comes in and you know, he solves a crime that, that happens. Yeah, his new show is like organized crime related. It's a little more rough. Gritty. Yeah. Yeah. They're like NBA refs are fixing games. Now we're cooking. Ripped from the headlines. Oh. Should I have told him when he called in that I had not really, I haven't seen a full episode of Law and Order? Full episode. He wouldn't believe you. It's almost impossible it is, it to, to not have seen an episode of Law and Order. 
He would have been like, see, now you're getting nasty. <laughs> no, then he would say, you're lashing out yeah, at me. Yeah. Yes. And, and that would, I would understand that. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. We've got uh, Jim Beheim set to join us. I got something that Jay Billis talked about this yesterday. He hinted about this yesterday. And I got some more details about this, of maybe the future of March Madness. And it could change the sport forever. Jay talked about this a little bit because he was saying, why isn't Clemson in there or Rutgers? In, in, and, and they did think about expanding the tournament to 90 or 96 teams. That was, that was brought up. They have, a, a, they have a committee called the Transformation Committee, and they recently talked about expanding March Madness to as many as 96 teams. This way, if you play in, in a really good conference, that you don't get left out because March Madness, the tournament wants Cinderella stories. We can watch basketball you know, every, every night of the week. You can watch these games. But when you get a Cinderella story, certainly the first two weeks of, this, of the uh, tournament, that's when people are talking about the tournament. If you get a blue blood winning and moving on, that... Now, that doesn't move the needle. Now, when you get to the Final Four, you want to see the great teams play against one another and maybe have an outlier. But, but I have some details here from a source that I'm going to bring up to you a little bit more in detail uh, after Jim Behan, just so you can get a sense of what could happen with March Madness. And it's not far-fetched, but it is a reality that I think down the road that we'll be talking about this. And as my source said... It could change college athletics again forever. I'll have that for you coming up in a little bit. Take a break. Jim Beheim joins us next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Traeger. Oh, by the way, giving away a Traeger grill with our uh, Celebrity Bracket Challenge. That would be the Ironwood. When we got to see that at the uh, Super Bowl, oh, my goodness. It was like they, they just had a rolling kitchen, and it had everything there. And they... It cooks some great things. And people always say, well, you got Chad from Traeger. Uh, that's why it tastes so good. I go, no, anybody can cook on the Traeger because it's easy to use. And the, uh, the wood-fired flavor is what makes it great. Keeps all the moisture in there. You're going to love all the grills that they have to offer. If you go to Traeger.com today, you uh, use the code DPSHOW at checkout. Get free shipping on everything. Ask about the Wi-Fi or technology. I could control the grill from my phone here and I'm a couple of hundred feet away from that grill. Everything will, you know, I want to do, raise the temperature, lower the temperature. It's all there. They have something called precision temperature control to ensure everything you cook on the ironwood is consistent. Once again, Traeger.com, promo code DP show at checkout. Get free shipping on everything. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This program, award-nominated, not award-winning, brought to you by Mercedes. They say good things come to those who wait. Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise, takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Also saw this from uh, The Athletic. NBA and the NBA Players Association moving closer to an agreement to establish a rule that a player must play in a minimum number of games to be eligible for major awards as part of the potential new collective bargaining agreement. I brought this up to the commissioner. It was probably a year ago. I said, why don't you have a minimum amount of games that you have to play in to qualify for first team, second team, third team, all NBA or MVP or defensive player of the year. And uh, he said he would look into it. So, Maybe uh, that's an indirect result of that. He's the uh, Hall of Fame head coach, former Syracuse head coach. I didn't think I would stay in the job long enough to say that you were the former Syracuse head coach, but I somehow outlasted you, Jim. Jim Beheim joining us on the program. How's retirement treating you, Jim? Oh, like a 200-pound weight off my shoulders. I, you know, when you do something for 47 years, you just think it's normal how you feel. But when you do retire... I'm in Detroit now watching Buddy last night play for the Pistons. I actually got a win, and he played. Uh, But I'd have been sitting in New York City watching a high school game and uh, running to different gyms. So I don't think I realized how nice this is to be able to come see your son. And I've been here for four days. Um, I think that's the longest time I've ever 
spent away from basketball in 47 years. So, I mean, I, I can't tell you how happy I am. And the fact that you've outlasted me is really a testament to mediocrity prevailing. <laughs> I mean, come on. I appreciate that. I, I outlasted you, Coach K, Jay Wright, Roy Williams. I'm going to take them all down. Take them all down, well, Jim. I remember sitting in the room with the Big East with John Thompson, Luke Karnaseka, Rick Patino, Gary Williams, uh, Jim Calhoun, and thinking, whew, this isn't an easy room right here. <laughs> and uh, somehow I, I outlasted all of them. <laughs> I still, I mean, your career can't end in Greensboro, North Carolina. I mean, it should have. Yeah, no, so. it should have ended at Madison Square Garden. Well, you know, things change. I think that's the big thing in, in sports. Things change over the years, and you have to adjust to it. It's a whole new world now with the NIL, with, uh, you know, I mean, the immediate transfer portal. They're good things, and I think for the players, it'll, they'll end up being good. But it's a tremendous adjustment, and I think all colleges are trying to work their way through it. Um, some of it is troubling, as I've famously said in the last few months, but I don't think there's a solution for it. And I just think that, uh, you know, coaches, uh, our schools are going to have to deal with it as we move forward. Uh, the NIL in itself was a great idea, but once you get the boosters involved and money involved, you know, it's going to go, it's going to go its own way. All right, let's put this to bed. When did you when did you decide to retire? You know, I thought about it halfway through the year a little bit because I was having trouble motivating myself to get places um, like practice, <laughs> oh. which is important. But the the four game losing streak, uh, we had a pretty good year up until then. We were sixteen and ten, young team, but we just. I didn't coach well. We didn't play well. We got beat four games by 20 points each game. Um, it just didn't feel good. Didn't feel like I was doing what I needed to do. We had a communications problem because I had a year. We had to work out our contract, and the chance was out of town. So things came up early. Bad, you know, bad scene, bad announcement. But we corrected everything in Syracuse with our press conference. I'll be at the university doing stuff. Not a lot of stuff, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I, it, it's a great parting. Uh, I came to Syracuse, Dan, 61 years ago, and I never left. It's never happened before. I never had to leave. I was a player, assistant coach, grad assistant, assistant coach, head coach. It's been a great time. I just feel so fortunate to have been able to do what I've done at one place for so long. But why and, was it awkward there with that, that You know, loss? we hadn't worked some things out that had to be worked out. You know, it, it was simple. It wasn't okay. definitely – it took – actually, it's, it's, it, was, it took 30 minutes to work it out, and it's unfortunate that we didn't get it worked out ahead of time. You know, but that's, that's a minor thing. You know, at the end of the day, everybody's happy. Adrian Autry is going to do a great job. Played for me, smart player, hard worker, really good coach. Um, 
he's got great people with him. Um, but it didn't feel like you wanted. It didn't feel like you wanted to retire. No, I, I trust me. Okay, I was a hundred percent ready. It looked that way, and I get that. But I, I was a hundred percent ready. If I wasn't, I'd tell you. You know that. <laughs> I would tell you. Uh, it, I, I, a hundred percent ready. It just wasn't. We just didn't, and it wasn't just the university's fault. It was really both both parties and and it's all worked out we're all happy we've got a great coach i wanted to coach this year we had six young players five freshmen transfer sophomore another sophomore and i thought we got through the year okay not great but okay and i think we're in a pretty good position because we have every guy could come back of course in college basketball that's not something that usually happens today's world but I think most of them will come back, and I think we'll have a good team next year. And that's really all I, I'm concerned about. He's Jim Beheim, the Hall of Famer, now former coach at Syracuse. What's the closest you came to taking another job? I, I talked to Ohio State in my living room in 86 or 7, and I, I, we, we were five minutes in the conversation. I knew I was just not going to Ohio State. And uh, I re- actually recommended Gary for the Gary Williams for the job. And they went. They were smart. They went out and got him. Great coach. But that was it. It's the only interview I ever had. Um, I came to Syracuse in 62. And uh, I never have wanted to leave. And uh, I'm not leaving now. <laughs> I live in Syracuse. It's my favorite city to live in in the world if I had a choice, as I've said many times. And uh, it's just a great place to be. You look at the future of let, – let's look at the future of March Madness. Yeah. I, I have a source who just sent me a detailed uh, – a lot of details about what could happen with March Madness. And, you know, do you have the haves and the have-nots? I know, I know they love the Cinderella story. But I wonder if these, you know, everybody in the SEC and the ACC and the Big Ten is going like, why are we entertaining this? Why don't we have our own model? And, right. and, and I think that's where the sport is going to be headed here. I think even if they go there with the Power Fives breaking away, I think the basketball tournament should always include everybody. And I think it will. I think if you expand it a little bit, which you could do very easily without hurting the tournament, you have play-in games right now. Just go to three more sites and add a few more teams. But at the end of the day, I think the tournament, you like those teams. They're not going anywhere in most cases, but it's still fun. And there will be upsets. There will be upsets this year. Basketball is much, much more equal now, and it's much harder to really determine who should, who shouldn't be in. But for the most part, they get the right teams in. I think the problem with the net, is it's not accurate. It really shows what you did in November and December. And if, you, if your league doesn't do well, then you can't recover. Yeah. For example, right now, Duke's playing the best of anybody in the country. They're a what, four seed? I think five. Five. That's based on they didn't have their starting point guard. They didn't have one of their best freshmen early in the year. They lost some games. Well, that is okay for getting in the tournament, but once you get teams in the tournament, the committee should be looking and saying, well, which teams really are the best teams now? 
Duke's the best, one of, at the worst, they're in the top eight to ten teams, at the worst. Whereas there's some other teams that played really well early, lose six or seven games at the end of the year, their seeding is too high but they're because they're basing on the whole year. It's all right to base entry into the tournament on the whole year, but when you get to seeding, you got to go with who's really good right now. These are this is the team that's really good, and the same happens in leagues. Last year we won fourteen games in our league, and we got five teams in. We got five teams in again this year, and that's one third of our league. Some leagues are getting sixty or seventy percent of the teams in their league in. They're not doing that well in the tournament. There's a league that hasn't won a game in years getting a bunch of teams in the tournament. I think there has to be some value put on you get in the tournament based on winning your league, basically. Yeah. But if your league doesn't do well in the tournament year after year after year after year, then there needs to be some kind of thought put into that. But that's just an observation from somebody that's been around too long probably can you fill out a bracket now do you want to be oh yeah i do do you want to fill? do do you want to be on our bracket challenge our celebrity bracket challenge oh sure okay absolutely all right fritzy uh you'll reach out to uh coach and uh, do i have to call you coach or are you former coach now like are you just jim i I, I think former coach doesn't sound good i think it's just coach is that is that your wife uh, laughing in the background thank you she said thank you julie we wouldn't be talking oh she did the zoom she she figured, yeah, I did. Hi. Now it's time. I'm going to retire soon. She says she's retiring, but we're not because our foundation is going forward, and we're going to keep helping kids and stuff like that. I, I feel bad Dallas. for your wife. You're, I mean, oh no, God. she's thank the you. thank you, Dan. She's the unluckiest. Person oh, you're in the going world. home, and she's got to be like, oh my God, go get a hobby. <laughs> She's already said, you've got an office, you're going to get up, you're going to the office, <laughs> do not come home until like 5 o'clock, don't come home for lunch, Yeah. no, yeah. don't do any of that, <laughs> it's all set, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, it's okay, it's okay, she puts up with me, I'll do whatever she says, just like all of us, Yeah. we don't admit to. Well, uh, congrats. And uh, good luck. Hey, to do something you love for 47 years is, yeah, there's nothing better than that. And uh, getting to know the people I've gotten to know, people, you know, obviously you and a whole lot of other people. Um, I still remember a couple of those Final Fours. We hung out together with Kevin. Uh, pretty we, fun. We, we hung out with Kevin Costner in San Antonio. <laughs> and, I, you know, you got all these coaches and you got Costner there. Costner throws that great party. And all he wants to do is talk to you guys about basketball. Yeah, I mean, he's an unbelievable guy. He loved basketball and it was so much fun doing that. And it's great to watch him in Yellowstone, yeah. which is my yeah. favorite show on television. Yeah. And uh, what he's done there with that show and uh, – yeah, it's fun to see that. See, old guys can still keep going. You know, like you've got years left. Yes, Dan. Yeah. In fact, if your ratings go down, I'll join you once a week next year. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pump them up a little bit. Oh wow. Okay. Now we're talking. Now I'll I'm going to something crazy. Now I'm going to retire. 
Uh, well, you will say something crazy. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah you're, you're guaranteed to do that. Guaranteed, and you know, I try not to. My wife says, "Don't say that." <laughs> By the just... way, we we've we've I think perfected our impersonation of you. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. All right. This one, uh, Paulie. Like... Paulie, you asked me a question, Coach. What do you think of your defense in the game against Georgetown? <laughs> no, that's, that's not good enough. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, we're not playing all zone defense next year at Syracuse. I'm oh. making that prediction. Right wow! Now. Wow! <laughs> Syracuse comes out of the Stone Age. No more, no, no more matchup zone. Wow! That's great. Uh, uh, have a great time there in Detroit. Thank you, Coach. Great to talk to you again. Thanks, Dan. That's Jim Beheim. Just call him Jim. <laughs> yes, Tom. Yeah, Julie cracking up in oh, the back. Oh, I know. I know. Because his wife knows that's the that's him. That's his impersonation. And it's Mrs. Beheim to you, Tom. That's correct. Okay. Mrs. Beheim. Julie. Oh. Yeah, Julie. Yeah, Paul. That clears a lot up, though, because the night of the game and he was you know, left the team an hour after, it seemed very vague of an unclear yeah, of who was awkward. making. But he said there's some little negotiation, some fine print at the end that both sides were, you know, he's blamed both sides for not getting it done before the end of that game. Once again, what I touched on with Coach and uh, a source had given me detailed information on what could happen to March Madness. I'll have that for you coming up at the top of the hour because I want to check back in with him. I have a couple other questions on this, but... I, I think it's not a question of if this is going to happen, but when. And you already have the model with college football. That college football is able to control this, not the NCAA. And I think that that's what you're going to get eventually with these power schools, power five schools, controlling March Madness. We'll take a break. Play of the day up next here. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. 
But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God! The play, the play, is play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Monk on the other side of things. It's Middleton trying to fight through screens. Monk though misses the three-pointer wide left. Rebounded by Lopez. He gives to Giannis the other way. They are into the front court. Here's a three-pointer from Giannis, and he drains another. We are even at 76 points apiece. Giannis onto the Kupo in his return with 30 points. Bucks Radio Network. Giannis finished with 46. I think four games this season of at least 46 points tied with Joel Embiid and Luka for the most in the NBA this season. That's your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by the great folks at Simply Safe Home Security. Best home security system of 2023. That's in, uh, because uh, U.S. News recently named them that. Also the best of 2022 and 2021. SimplySafeDan.com. Customize the perfect system. No safe like Simply Safe. Uh, Lyle in Florida joins us now. Hi, Lyle. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Six zero one ninety two. I had an idea for a DP show and uh, a Law and Order organized crime crossover. Ooh, okay. So uh, Detective Stabler is uh, at Radio Row at the Super Bowl, and he's investigating a money laundering and fraud scheme that involves NFL owner. Don Schroeder. Okay. So he's at Radio Row hoping to bump into somebody. He walks by the Dan Patrick show mm. set up mm. and overhears a guest throw out a very important piece of information that's vital to his investigation. Okay. Uh, detective kind of hurries over, uh, flashes his badge to you, Dan. He says, Detective Stabler organized crime. And Dan, you say, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Lyle. I don't, I don't know if I need to get back at Chris Maloney because we're friends now. He called in. Everything is good, I think. Although he did say, stop lashing out at me. <laughs> when I said that uh, Tyler or 
Taylor Heineke, or Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke is uh, going to the Atlanta Falcons. You're piling on a little bit at that moment. Yes, I am. Hunter in North Carolina. Hey, Hunter, what's on your mind? Free agent tracker right now. The Chargers brought in uh, Eddie Kendricks. That always sounds like a singer, right? The Temptations, was it Eddie? Eddie, Eddie Kendricks. Eddie Kendricks. And the, the Temptations, yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold going to the Niners. Patrick Peterson to the Steelers. Jesse Bates to the Falcons. That's a great sign. Uh, let's see. Jimmy G going to the Raiders. Okay. Uh, Jacoby Myers going to the Raiders. Let's see. Anything else? I thought Javon Hargrave getting four years with the Niners. I thought that was a big deal because he's a good player. Eagles, you know, that's that's success. Buffalo Bills losing some players. The Eagles losing some players. Yeah, Paul. We talked about this a couple months ago. The Niners have no money invested in the quarterback position. Yeah. They don't really have, they're not really paying Trey Lance yet. Uh, all the guys make nothing, and now they can spend it otherwise. Yeah, you got Purdy and you got Trey Lance, and then this year is probably going to go a long way in who they're going to keep. And, you know, if you're going to have an extension there for any of them. But if you're... Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold was the third overall pick, and Trey Lance was the third overall pick in the draft. And here he is, the third quarterback. They're also trying to, I don't know if it's invoke, but they're uh, talking about the Josh Johnson rule. And that's the uh, backup quarterback with the 49ers. He got hurt. Brock Purdy got hurt against the Eagles. And they brought in Christian McCaffrey as the backup quarterback. Backup to the backup. And now they're trying to implement the Josh Johnson rule where you can have maybe a third quarterback on the roster, and maybe that's only for the playoffs, which would make sense because you want your product that's on display to be the best that it can possibly be. And that's, it certainly wasn't. I mean, that game was over in the first quarter. And maybe it was inevitable that the Eagles were going to dominate, but you don't even have a quarterback there. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, the Detroit Lions proposed this rule for the offseason for the NFL to look at. They said this third quarterback would come from the team's inactive roster or practice squad and can only enter a game if the first two quarterbacks are ruled out due to injury, not poor play for the rest of the game. John Morant is in a counseling program. No return to the NBA. At least there's no date set right now. He is in a counseling program in Florida. Uh, there's no time frame for him coming back. He reportedly has been seeking assistance for what he described in a statement as a need to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with the stress and his overall well-being. Franchise announced that Morant would uh, be out through uh, Wednesday's game with the Miami Heat, but there's no time frame for him coming back to the team. Uh, you know, you're trying to figure this out, getting ready for the postseason, and whatever he's working on, Needing that time away, more time away. And, you know, this is something that we saw live. Whereas the other things of the, you know, stories about John Morant, he is alleged to have, you know, had an altercation at a mall or a teenager. Like there's, there's wiggle room there with John Morant. But what we saw here where you're flashing a gun, you're in a strip club, five in the morning, you know, now it's not allegedly you did. And, you know, this is probably where somebody had a coming to Jesus moment with him to say, look, you're 23. You've got a billion dollars ahead of you. You can be the best 
American-born basketball player in the NBA. You got a new shoe coming out April 1st with Nike. Like, there's all these things you got to you gotta understand. Now, it doesn't happen like that. You know, when if you have, uh, you know, your depression or substance abuse, and people can say to you, you got to get better. Well, it doesn't happen like that. You got to work on trying to get better. And John Morant's got to work on himself. Yes, Eden. And it's way better to do it at 23 oh, than yeah. 33. Well, he may not get to 33 uh, if he doesn't work on it at 23. And, you know, and, and I think a lot of times, uh, and, and you'll hear this from athletes, once you get success, everybody comes out of the woodwork. Like they, they know you got money. They, everybody's going to ask you for something. Nobody tells you no. You know, there's a lot that goes along with that, being a star at, at that age. And having that kind of money. All right, top of the hour. I got some really interesting things to say about March Madness and maybe where we're headed. Great source on this, detailed what he thinks could happen with March Madness in the not-too-distant future. You're going to want to listen. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.